while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. 508 996 is how you can join me. I'm here till 10, and um, hopefully you are as well. So uh, so we spent the first couple hours talking about the reported police shortage in New Bedford. You remember, If you'll remember, on Friday night, Chris and I, I'm not going to be here on Friday, by the way, uh, just to let you guys know. But you should tune in because it'll be fun. Uh, Jess and Chris will be in. It'll be Jess Machado filling in for me, and then Chris will be in. And then Thursday, Jess Machado will be in. Tomorrow I'll be here. But just to let you guys know, my week's ending Wednesday. Uh, Friday's my birthday, so I, I, uh, I'm 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 going to enjoy myself. <laughs> Not that I don't enjoy myself with you guys, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a weekend. So a long weekend. So. Um, so my my week for for me my week's ending tomorrow, but Jess will be in filling in for 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 me on Thursday, and then she's filling in for me on Friday with with uh, with Chris McCarthy as well. So that'll be fun. But tomorrow I'll be in. Chris will be in uh, for our regular Wednesday show, and then Jess is filling in for me for the rest of the week. Um, and and she she does a great job. She'll do a great job uh, for uh, for you guys. So you can give her a call. But just a just a little heads up, just a little housekeeping for you guys. So, where was I? Oh yeah, so we were talking about the uh, we had our Friday night show, um, Chris and I, and I'm telling you, man, Friday nights are the best. <laughs> Friday nights are my are actually my favorite uh, in terms of in ter- like every night's great, but Friday nights are my favorite for broadcasting. Um, for some, it's just, I don't know. The vibes are good. And for some reason, we just always seem to do break some sort of news or make some, we, we always seem to make something happen on a Friday night. So, um, but you know, I think really got the conversation going. I mean, the New Bedford police union has been posting about this regularly, right? They've been posting about the staffing shortages, but I think we really kickstarted the conversation on Friday when we had Evan Bielski in, um, the, the, the New Bedford police, uh, union president. And, you know, he discussed the staffing shortages and the issues that they're having there. And, um, you know, I think Frank Mulligan wrote a really good piece in the Standard Times. And then, you know, um, you had Barry and Brian Gomes talking about it on Monday. And uh, what's it say, Tuesday? It feels like the week's been a little bit longer. I feel like we're in the middle of the week, but we're not. We're pretty early in the week. So it's Tuesday. All right. 
anyway, sorry. Needed to get my bearings for a second. But um, we've been talking about that. We had Councilor uh, Largy and Avery talking about ending the residency requirement, uh, the 10-year residency requirement, which she thinks is holding people back from getting into the job, which I do agree. Um, that's got to be, I think, in the calculus. I talked about how we're hiring people in Fairhaven, and you know, if we were just to stick within the 16,000 people, I mean, New Bedford's got a big, a bigger amount of people, but still. Bigger people means bigger departments, more people to staff, so it all evens out. But if we were just going to stick within the confines of our town, we wouldn't be able to staff out just our public works department, let alone the other various myriad departments we have in the city. I mean, in the town. So in New Bedford, I think it's pretty much the same. Um, and we'll see how uh, we'll see how that goes uh, going forward. But five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can join me this evening. I'm kind of like. I'm going to move off the topic for now, for this evening. If you want to keep talking about it, if you've got an opinion on it, that's totally fine. I'll take it. Um, And we can move that conversation forward in any way that you'd like to, right? Uh, If you want to call our app chat message uh, about that, I think that's fine. We can do that. Um, But I'm going to move off the topic for now. And we can revisit it if you'd like. If you want to call me or send me an app chat message, I will definitely, um, I'll definitely go back to it. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. One of the conversations that really interested me yesterday, uh, that I was having a conversation with Jared Valenzola, who was our, who was our guest host for the evening, um, a Plymouth County commissioner. We had uh, we had discussed with you know one of our uh, one of our regular callers about the um, the potential of getting some of the younger members of Congress running for Senate and like Jake Ockenclaus, who I've had on the show. I had him on the show before the State of the Union, which was cool, and we'll probably uh, we'll probably do that again. We'll probably have him on before the State of the Union again. Uh, next year if we're able to uh if we are able to um accommodate it but uh one of the things that happened today was diane feinstein senator from cal longtime senator from california uh announced her retirement um there's been some reporting i think that she didn't know about her retirement announcement but 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 to be fair like legitimate media outlets like Politico, for example, have reported that Dianne Feinstein is completely and totally um, senile, right? Like, just does not know where she is or what's going on. There was, like, you know, how she was chairing judiciary and she, like, gave Lindsey Graham a big hug and all that so other other stuff. So she said, she, you know, she announced that she's not running in 2024. That's going to leave the door open. It looks like Katie Porter, a uh, congresswoman from California, is jumping in. Heard Adam Schiff, the House Intelligence Committee chair, is jumping in as well. Um, Ro Khanna, who's a uh, member of the House Progressive Caucus, was... Bernie's one of Bernie's campaign uh, co-chairs in uh, in 2020 uh, has jumped in, but you know I think Diane Feinstein was 90 years old, right? She had to go. Chuck Grassley got reelected at 88 years old. Strom Thurmond, Strom Thurmond died at 100 years old as a U.S. senator, and. 
I think, you know, with this conversation about whether or not Auchincloss, Iron of Presley's going to run, you have Elizabeth Warren who's running again at 74. I think Elizabeth Warren's got quite a bit of vigor, and I think she could, you know, I think she'd, she'd be good for another eight, uh, six years. Um, Ed Markey's 80 years old. And he, you know, he's going to be 80 years old when he runs for re-election. I think you got to get to a certain point where, I don't know, we have age minimums. For, we have age minimums for for U.S. senators. You got to be at least thirty years old uh, to be a U.S. senator. You got to be at least twenty five to be a member of the House. You got to be at least thirty five to be a president of the United States. I, I, I think there's a certain point where there could be an age an age cap on whether or not you should run for Senate again. Because, like, frankly, you got people like Diane Feinstein and Chuck Grassley that you know are not able to do the job. They cannot do the job at their current in their current uh at, at their current state, right? At their advanced age. And I think, you know, you've got younger people here in Massachusetts especially, you have like Jake Ockenclaus, Iana Presley, um, there's some younger members of the delegation that Catherine Clark's probably going to be where she is because she's got, you know, Seth Moulton, right? Um uh Seth Moulton and then more that will come up. And they're being foreclosed from an opportunity, I think, to get to higher office because you've got senators like Diane Feinstein who have had a vice grip on their Senate seat for, for however many years. I think experience is good in the legislature, but like in a legislative position, I think it can be very helpful and it does help getting in getting committee appointments and stuff like that, getting committee chairmanships. It usually does take like a decade or so, but... I think you get to a certain point where you've got to say, all right, we can't like Diane Feinstein wasn't doing her job, right? She was, she was, you know, her staff was doing her job for her. She was showing up there, guiding her hand to press the button. Yes or no. Right. She couldn't do her job. Strom Thurmond couldn't do his job. Chuck Grassley cannot do his job. Cannot do his job. They're basically running on name recognition. You know, she, you know, Chuck Grassley got reelected on basically name recognition alone. And I think, I don't know, it's, it's, I think it's an interesting discussion to have of, I don't necessarily believe in term limits for legislators. But if I did, I think it would have to be a cap of like, you know, if you did it for like the U.S. Senate, like putting a cap of like how many how many terms? It's a six year term, four terms, right? I think would be reasonable. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Good evening, young man. Running solo again tonight. Running solo tonight. Uh, Chris will be back tomorrow. Good, good. Hey, as uh, Big Al called in tonight. Called in last night. Okay, yeah. I connected. Um, I hope Tom Kate, Tom Kennedy, is listening tonight. I made a connection to Al um, later part of the morning. I'm going to help him out tomorrow because Tom was asking for some assistance because he he wasn't quite sure if he could be available. So, but he seems to be doing better. I went out, spent a little time with him, and ran about my long day. And so, that's, things are getting a little better for him. Well, that's good. You know, I. I... I, you know when Chris Chris had called Mon, you know we heard about it on Friday night and Chris had called right. Montigny, Senator Montigny the next day basically yeah. and said they were pretty much already moving on that so they'd heard mm-hmm. about it and they were already moving on it they they looped in uh, you know uh, Mayor Mitchell and all of that so 
looks like there's, you know, uh, I think a good um, supports around uh, to hopefully help. Part of the um, homeless coalition of different agencies. I, I've been blessed to work with United Way and the Red Cross for a long time, so that's all interfaced and with Paco with your cousin and stuff. So that's all part of that whole network. So right. And that whole that whole house, not just Al. I mean, Al's a good guy, but there's other people involved there. So hopefully, the other people are reaching out too. So. But yeah. Keep up the good work, you guys. Been at this for a little while, and it seems like you're getting good, good responses and uh, pretty good things. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Be well, my friend. God bless. Thanks. Yeah, um, I do. Yeah, I. You know, we heard from Big Al yesterday. I do think he's doing, um, doing better. Uh, you know, and and you know, Chris had called the senator the next day, and. Um, he said they were already on it, so hopefully we can uh, we can help them out. It's a good community here. One of the things that was heartening about uh, when someone called in about um, uh, Big Al on Friday is that there was you know there was a, a really good uh, response from our from our audience. Uh, seems like you know this isn't you know it's not just a radio station and a, an audience and a you know a, a roster of hosts. It's a, it's a really good community. Uh, to be a part of so i'm really grateful about that but uh 508-996-0500 yeah i was just talking about diane feinstein running for office um i mean announcing her retirement today senator from california um talked about potentially having an age cap on people running i mean it's difficult because you have to be you have to be at least 30 to run for senate and you have to be at least 25 to run for the house and 35 to run for president. But it's it gets to a point where you've got people like Diane Feinstein, even John McCain. You know, I think stayed a little bit past when he was capable of doing the job. I know he got sick, but even before then. So I, I just, you know, I think there it gets to a point where there there could be newer people that come in. It's difficult to sort of legislate that. And I know you we know we always talk about um whether or not you know, whether or not we're going to, um, you know, we always talk about whether or not uh, term limits are sort of a pipe dream because you're basically asking people to legislate themselves out of their own jobs, a lot of them, unless they do it with the condition that they're grandfathered in. But, um, you know, I just thought it was interesting news today. Uh, people were already jumping in. Because it was widely reported that Diane Feinstein couldn't do the job, uh, I think it's interesting to talk about in the with the backdrop that Auchincloss is, you know, clearly hinting that he's going to run. A lot of people are talking about Ayanna Presley. They're not going to run against Warren, right? So Warren's already announced she's going to run, but he said not this cycle. I wonder if they're looking at 2026. I'm not sure, um, but he said not this. I think he did say specifically not this cycle, uh, which. Makes sense. He's got some committee appointments and all that stuff. He probably wants to see it through, get a little bit more name ID, build that up, and then maybe run in, in uh, maybe run in, in twenty in twenty twenty six. But these reports of such and such a person's going to run and such a like people are eyeing runs. Those things are those things don't like. Let's put it this way: Jake Auchincloss wasn't upset that that cut out right he wasn't like who's the leak right which one of you is the leak that stuff is usually pretty strategic 
Same thing with Presley. That stuff is usually pretty, pretty, pretty strategic. That gets out in the press, non or let's say non organically, to the extent that anything gets out in the press organically. Let's say it, it got onto the press non organically. So I think what's going to happen in 2024 is Elizabeth Warren's going to run for re-election. She's going to win. But when we're looking at 2026, I wonder if, you know, I wonder if the younger members of Congress, Ockham, Kloss, and Presley specifically, are eyeing that that Senate seat that Ed Markey has. That he said he's going to run for, but I wonder if they're still eyeing it. I wonder if they're still eyeing it. Markey beat Joe Kennedy by 10 points. Uh, in the primary, right? That's not insurmountable. <laughs> That's not an insurmountable difference. If you've got a baseline of 45 points, if you get a baseline of 45%, you look at stuff like that and you're like, hmm, you know, hmm. Uh, <laughs> can I get, you know, six points? Can I make up a six-point difference? That's what you need. You don't you don't need, you know, can I can I can I get from 45%? Can I take 6 points away from Ed Markey's 55% and make that 49%? Like people look at that. Right? I think it's something to look at going forward. But 508-996-0500 is how you can join me. I'm going to take a break. Yes. Just an interesting thing about Welcome back to South cuz they were taking your calls at 508-996-0500. Just kind of talking more broadly about Elizabeth Warren announcing, you know, she's running for re-election. Jake Auchincloss hinting at running for higher office or Senate um, at some point or that that being discussed about him. And Dianne Feinstein announcing that she's going to not seek another term. By the way, worth noting that Katie Porter, uh, the congresswoman who is going to is running to succeed Feinstein, um, got Warren's endorsement like two weeks ago before, before, um, before she, before Feinstein announced that she wasn't seeking reelection. So, but interesting fact about Diane Feinstein, she got, she came up in California politics and this is, this is interesting. She came up in California politics because of the Twinkie defense. Not really because of the Twinkie defense, but you guys know the Twinkie defense, right? So back in 1978, there was a guy named Harvey Milk. He was on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. And um, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors is basically a San Francisco City Council. That's what they call it. Some places it's called City Council. Some places it's called Board of Supervisors. Other places it's called uh, Aldermen. Like in Chicago, they're called Aldermen, right? But basically the City Council, the legislative body of the city of uh, San Francisco. So Harvey Milk was there. Harvey Milk was the first, I think, openly gay elected politician in the country. Um and he was elected to the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco. Dan White uh, was also another member of the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco. And um, there was a movie about this called Milk back in 2008. Dan White was played by Josh Brolin. Um, Harvey Milk was played by Sean Penn. I believe Sean Penn won an Oscar for that. He was at least nominated for the Oscar. Dan White, I mean, uh, I think Brolin was nominated for an Oscar as well 
for his role at Dan, as Dan uh, as as um as uh Dan White, but the long and short of it, without butchering the story too much, the long and short of it is Dan White um, murdered Harvey Milk and murdered the mayor of San Francisco. And uh, at the time, after he did that, his lawyers put forward what was known as the Twinkie defense. And what they said was basically that Dan White's Snapped. He had diminished capacity, went through a depression. And the misconception, I believe, is that the Twinkies, they said the Twinkies were the cause of his depression. But what they were saying is the Twinkies were a symptom of his depression, that he switched from sugar. He switched to sugary foods, mentioning Twinkies in passing. But people became began to know that as the as the Twinkie defense. He ended up getting for murdering two people, uh, two two elected officials uh, shot them point blank, cold blood, uh, ended up getting seven years um, for the Twinkie defense. So the reason I bring that up is because after the mayor, was, uh, George Moscone, was killed by Dan White, the alderman, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the board of supervisors member, and killed Harvey Milk, Diane Feinstein was the president of the board of supervisors in San Francisco. So she became the mayor of San Francisco because of the line of succession. Because that's typically how it works, you know. If you're the city, if you're the, if you are the city council president or the alderman president or the board of supervisors, uh, you know, or the, or the board of supervisors president, then you, then you, um, you elevate to mayor. And from that post. She was um, she was there for about ten or so years, I believe. She was there until like I want to say it was like the late eighties or early nineties. She might have jumped off from mayor going and went straight to Senate, but from that post, she was mayor of San Francisco for ten years, and then she was elected to the Senate in like the late eighties or early nineties. So her big break in politics not to be crass because two people were killed but her big break in politics came from the uh, person who benefited from the Twinkie defense Dan White so for people who don't know the Twinkie defense that was the Twinkie defense I think was Dan White a I can't remember what he was before he was a board of supervisors remember I, was he a cop I can't if people know just let me know I can't remember it was a good movie, though, Milk, that came out in 2008. Uh, Sean Penn, Josh Brolin. Uh, those are the two actors I remember because they're the two main characters. But anyway, that's Diane Feinstein. 508-996-0500. That's how you can get on the program this evening. Um, we were talking for the first couple hours about the police staffing shortage in New Bedford were... Uh, and, uh, you know, we had city councilor at large, Jan Abreu, call in to give his thoughts on that. We can take your thoughts if you want at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get on the program this evening. Um, so, and we're also taking your messages on the WBSM uh, app chat. So, Feinstein. Okay, so Feinstein was elected in 1992. Uh... 
that okay. So Feinstein was elected in ninety two. So she took some time off, I guess. From the there was a little bit of break in between. Maybe she ran. Maybe she ran in eighty eight and didn't didn't get it. I don't know. I'm, but she was elected in ninety two. I think she stepped down as mayor, stopped being mayor in the late eighties. But anyway, she still got her. She got her. She made her name before being senator uh, before being a senator as the the mayor of San Francisco after. Harvey Milk and George Moscone were killed by uh, Dan White. So um, that's it. Now she's now she's on her way out. Now she's gone. She's leaving. She's going. And uh, it'll be, uh, I don't know, I guess Katie Porter or Adam Schiff. I, I don't know. It's hard for me to get excited about that primary, but we'll see. Um, 508-996-0500. Nikki Haley announced her run for president. Um, uh, and will, uh, for the record, Nikki Haley will not be the president of the United States, uh, at least this cycle. Um, uh, she's not going to get the nomination, but I think she's a good VP pick. Um, obviously she's qualified to be president. I'm not saying she's not qualified. Uh, she's got, she's a governor. She worked in the federal government. She's got foreign policy experience. She was the ambassador to the UN, right? Um, she's got a national profile, but you know, basically the this president, this presidential primary is, I think, more or less a two horse race. Um, I think it's going to be DeSantis or Trump. Uh, it seems like everybody's lining up in one camp or the other. Same thing, Chris Sununu. I think Chris Sununu is a more impressive person than, frankly, all four of them. Uh, then, then, um, then DeSantis or Trump or Nikki Haley, right? Or all three of them. But I don't think he has the name ID uh, that DeSantis has right now, and uh, I don't think he has the coalition. Even though I think, honestly, on paper, it seems like a better candidate. You know, he's not doing the culture war stuff. That, you know, the uh, I think that turns a lot of people off. You know, like DeSantis, like you know, wants to you know ban gay teachers and you know make sure that you know I don't know. Students can't learn about African history, whatever. She's trying to make some sort of, I don't know, make Florida some sort of, you know, right-wing cultural haven. But ultimately, I don't think that's the issues that people really care about. And I think a guy like Sununu has a little bit more, I think, broader appeal um, outside of people who really, you know, spend a lot of time focusing on uh, dumb issues like quote-unquote CRT. And, you know, getting angry about transgender people. Most people don't care about that stuff. Most people are normal, right? And so and so, I think Sununu would be better at, like, focusing on the kitchen table issues that people really care about. And, uh, you know, I've heard people say DeSantis can unite the party or something like that. I, I guess he could. But uniting the party doesn't mean uniting a, a coalition of people who are going to who are going to win a presidential election. I don't think he can do. I, I frankly, I'm I'm skeptical that he can do it. Uh, I know a lot of people are like latching on to him, saying, "Oh, this is the guy." You know, he ran a big state like Florida. He want he got reelected pretty easily. Most governors get elected uh, reelected pretty easily. It's really not that impressive. You know, you're saying, "Well, DeSantis got sixty percent of the vote." You know, um, so did Charlie Baker got sixty six percent of the vote, right? And you're not going to elect him president. Right. I, I just don't I mean, I just don't see it. I, I think a guy like Sununu would be better, but I still think it's a two horse race in terms of the primary between Trump and DeSantis. But Nikki Haley did announce I think she's an interesting VP pick uh, for I think she's an interesting VP pick for whoever 
uh, does win the nomination, either Trump or DeSantis. I think she could get behind either of them. I mean, she used to work for Trump. So, and I think Trump's been conspicuously like nonverbal about Nikki Haley jumping into the race or potentially jumping into the race, whereas he's been calling Ron DeSantis meatball Ron, <laughs> which is pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, Ron, um, Ron DeSanctimonious isn't, isn't good. That's not a good one. Meatball Ron is funny. Um, he can get better. I like regular Ron. I think regular Ron's a pretty good one. Um, I think guitar maybe, I don't know. But I think he's getting his fastball. We'll, we'll, we'll see what he comes up. We'll see what zingers he has by the time the, the debate comes up. There'll be debates this summer. 508-996-0500. Good evening. I don't want to wear on my welcome, but uh, can I have some more time? Hello. Yeah, I don't want to. Can Wait. I have some more time? Oh, okay, sorry. My headphone wire had okay. come out. Now I can hear you. Okay. I, I, I don't want to wear, wear out my welcome, but I can, can I have some more time? Second time. Of course you can. Time. Okay. Uh, we can agree or disagree on the last thing. We're both gentlemen, and you know. but I, I wanted to bring up what I heard on your newscast, okay? And that was that our governor had a meeting with uh, Joe Biden about our bridges down there on the Cape. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's something that could still happen if we got everybody in Massachusetts to go for it. Joe's going to need Massachusetts in the next election well, if he does run. He's not going to He's not going to lose Mass. What? He's not going to lose Mass. Oh, you you're talking about in the primary? Well, if he gets primary. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, in the primary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking about the general. I'm no, like, oh, I think no, I'll be I'm okay. No, I'm talking about old Joe, the president, you know, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think and of course he's ticked off people in New Hampshire because he wants to run South Carolina first. And South Carolina did uh, jettison his uh, last uh, attack at the presidency. And so I can see why he does that. Uh, Massachusetts happens to be, I would say, the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, uh, probably... uh, the, um, that's the word. I'm, I'm getting like a Feinstein now myself. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the political messages from uh, uh, New Hampshire will get out through Boston, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would think he would want Massachusetts help to turn the New Hampshire well, rights who are against them. Massachusetts is a Super Tuesday state, too. So, yeah, they, they yeah. you know, it is it is an important state. Yeah. I think, yeah, the Bridges thing is a big, uh, big issue. It's a big issue. Big I issue. mean, he actually, I saw today Dylan Fernandez. Andes, who's the who's the representative of of Bourne, where the bridges are? Uh, the state representative, Bre- uh, Biden was bragging about some of the bridges he was you know yeah, he was helping yeah, to yeah. build with the yeah, money. He said, yeah. "Now do the Cape, right?" He yeah. said, no, "Okay, cool. Now do the Cape." Yeah. Um. So it is. It's definitely a big issue. I think a lot of that is, you know, I when we talked to Keating, you know, you heard Ke- Keating's mm-hmm. comment on the bridges was basically saying like, "Oh well, um, you know, they they had to." Flawed designs, I understand. That. Yeah, yeah, it was flawed, flawed designs. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the federal government probably should have stepped in and did a little bit more work oh, in helping them There's get no that question. application going. It's like you're telling me that, like, okay, this was rejected twice. And, like, did the, I mean, it's, it's on the state, too. Mark, but like, it's, it's a political issue. It's not got anything to do with design flaws or anything like that. Yeah. And if he wants the support of the rock rib Democrats in this state to back him, especially since he's alienated probably the uh, New Hampshire people for our people to go up there and try to convince New Hampshire people to vote for old Joe in the primary. I think it'd be a perfect chance for uh, Governor Healy, uh, the entire Massachusetts delegation uh, to put pressure on him to say, hey, look, 
we want this, or else mm-hmm. you know, who who knows who he's going to get for a challenge? Okay, in the primary, uh, as you were talking about Feinstein, I had the TV down low, and it showed a picture of her walking across uh, uh, an area there with somebody leading her. She looked older than old Joe walking across there. You know? Yeah, no, she's I mean, she is old. she's ninety years yes, old. Yes, yes. So it's 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 difficult yes. to. So I think he's going to need help if he gets primaried. Okay, and mm-hmm. I think he will be primaried. Okay, because I, I don't yeah. think a lot of Democrats want him there. No, no matter what of his accomplishments or well, the poll, the poll, the polling shows that they don't. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if, yeah. to me, it's the time to put pressure on. Get Marty Walsh, who works for him, or what you well, used to. Yeah, yeah. But get Marty Walsh, a Massachusetts man as well, to say, hey, yeah, we need it. Write a letter, ask for a meeting, do something uh, to get those bridges fixed. As a safety issue besides anything else. Because mm-hmm. to me, it does lead to the Disneyland of Massachusetts, the Cape. And I know we don't have the cartoon characters and everything down there, but we might have some characters. Yeah. Okay? And, uh, again, uh, it's it's something that generates money for the state. Yeah. And I think if all our delegation and our governor and maybe even our past governor in a show of, uh, of uh, you know, solidarity to, for this, uh, you know, signed his name to a, a joint statement that, hey, we need this, Joe. And, yeah. uh, you know, he knows how to play that game because, again, he rewarded uh, Marty Walsh for his uh, his loyalty. He rewarded Gina Mundo over in Rhode Island with a, with a uh, spot on the cabinet. So he knows that game. And uh, I, I think he should be, uh, you know, really uh, pursued about getting money uh, for uh, the state of Massachusetts, which is uh, blue. Yeah. True blue. I agree. I agree. I think. I think it's something that he's. You know. I think. I. I, I think it's interesting to frame it in those terms. Like, hey, you're going to get primaried, yeah. and you need to win this state. That's so right. you better. You better help us out. I yeah, think that's interesting we, we to think about a, those terms. Yeah, we can give a lackadaisical support to you. Which one do you want? Right. I think he understands that type of politics, I and mean, you don't have to be maybe as that blunt. But I, th- I think he'd get the message, even though he's old Joe. You know that sort of stuff. Hey, listen, I got to take this break, All but right, I appreciate you calling in. All Thank right, you. my friend. Thank you for letting me come in on a second time. Of course. Okay. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. Introducing your voice heard right now on South Coast Tonight. Call 508-996-0500 or send an app chat message on the WBSM app. Now, back to Chris and Marcus. Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. Um, so one of the things, um, I want to thank the call for reminding me actually, because one of the things that, that, um, I just wanted to point people to WBSM.com. I have a couple articles that are out. Uh, if you want to check them out, one of them is actually Keating's comments on the Cape Cod bridges, which he puts it in perspective, um, which I think is pretty good. And, the other one, another one that came out more recently, which yesterday, was uh, Sheriff Harrow donating a vehicle, uh, the command, um, the mobile command center to the New Bedford Police Department. Um, the mobile command center was purchased in 2001 by Sheriff Hodgson through federal grant funding. They had secured it like days after 9-11 had happened. He had said it was a disaster, you know, it would be used for disaster response and anti-terrorism uh, stuff. And um, uh, it's got a lot of high-tech stuff. Um, it's uh, the police chief, Oliveira, he had told 
you know, I got a quote from him. He was very excited about it. They said they're going to use it as a central loca- uh, command location for the Madeira Feast, uh, for, like, you know, coordinating with the Madeira Feast and the New Bedford Half Mar- Marathon, which I think is really important. And they're doing a, a media availability for it on um, tomorrow. I um, guess I could go, but I already wrote the story. <laughs> I might go anyway. I already wrote the story. I wrote the story first, <laughs> but I might um, I might pop in anyway. Maybe something unexpected will happen. All right, I got to take a break. If you want to hear everything on w- Marcus five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred, is how you can get in the program. If you want to make a comment in the closing minutes of our program, South Coast tonight. Um, thanks to Ian Abreu, who uh, who joined us at the top of the hour, and uh, Ian thought it was important. That, you know, Ian thought it was important to to come on and talk about that, and I think he raised a lot of important points. And so, um, I appreciate him coming on. And so, we'll we'll definitely continue that conversation more uh, tomorrow. Uh, I've got some guests planned tomorrow as well, so um, may have some more guests. Who knows? Sometimes they just appear. So. Sometimes people, I reach out to people, sometimes they reach out to me, and we make it happen. So you never know. That's why you get to tune in every night. So I'll see you guys tomorrow. Chris and I will be here tomorrow. Uh, We'll take your calls at 508-996-0500. Thanks to Ian. Thanks to everybody who joined me via app chat message and call this evening. A lot of active, robust conversation from our great listening audience here uh, in the South Coast. So we will um, you know, we'll continue that conversation. Again, I'll be here tomorrow. Tomorrow's my Friday. But Jess will be filling in for me Thursday and uh, Friday uh, with Chris as well. So that's something to look forward to. Jess does a great job and uh, appreciate her stepping up. Um, uh, and um, that's that's pretty much it. That's what I got for tonight, guys. That's all I got for you. So uh, enjoy yourself. Enjoy the last bits of your Valentine's Day. And um, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. It's Wednesday. All right. Later. Bye. See ya. Peace. (laughs) 